it is six feet of separation in these uncertain times. We've got, as always, Cousin Andy, Andrew Levy. What's up, dude? On the other line. How you doing, Joel? And of course, staring me in the face on the screen and in your ear is my uh, colleague and partner in crime, Joel Jackson. And with us today, as always, our producer, Griper. How you doing, Gripes? Hey, fellas. How y'all doing? Good, man. Uh, this is our uh, introductory show of the new podcast, Six Feet of Separation, um, brought to you from the, uh, some of the people behind the scenes from It's a Good Life, Babe, uh, Jeff and Joel's Tales from New Orleans uh, that just wrapped up recently after our dear friend Jeffrey DeVille um, left this earth um, in a tam- timely fashion right before uh, some people would say <laughs> God's vengeance <laughs> on homosexuality. Um, um, not, not all people would say that, just the chaplain for the White House uh, just wrote that in his blog. But uh, I'm jumping the gun on some of this. Um, but I did want to reference uh, Cousin Andy Griper. You guys, I was the one half of that It's a Good Life Babe.com, but it was certainly over the years uh, a group effort with all of our friends involved. Uh, folks, Griper. For those of you, we're, we're going to be distributing this new podcast on It's a Good Life distribution channel. So some of you hearing this uh, have been listeners of It's a Good Life. Babe. And uh, Griper, early on, uh, once we did our second iteration, which was what most of you guys have listened to, um, helped us out with the sound, gave us a soundboard, <clears throat> got us really set and straight. This was back like in 2016. Um, and then Andrew, you've been instrumental both as maybe one of our first time full-time listeners. Um, <laughs> also long time you know, listener, on. first time co-host. <laughs> exactly. Uh, also did the uh, graphic design for the podcast, t-shirt design, the whole nine yards, and was always just a, a huge supporter. Much love from uh, cousin Andrew out on the West Coast. Um, and now, Andrew, uh, you're now in New Orleans. I am in New Orleans. Um, I I was coming here anyway, but, um, certainly, uh, the impending crisis and my ability to work remotely, uh, accelerated my move down here. Um, despite the number of people who told me I was crazy for coming down here in particular to weather out a global pandemic. Um, you know, if, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down where my heart is. So I'm here for as long as I'm here. Uh, and I'm ready to ride out the storm. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, the thing is, you can't see the waters rising. It's a weird one that way, isn't it? Yeah, it is a weird one that way. It's uh, Everything is just like in the slowest of motion. Yeah. You know, it's like a, a hurricane moving at like a half a mile per hour. Right, but also at a neck break speed at the same time. You just can't quite see it. I mean, here the three of us are all uh, about what in a, a two, four mile radius from one another. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys are probably almost a stone's throw, the two of you guys. And I'm um, a little further downtown, um, of course. Of course, um, we are but, far uh, outside of Canal Street. Here, here we are in our in our own living rooms. Uh, um, and folks, uh, we've been getting together 
socially on the disc golf course in the uh, in city park, having a little socially social distant on the disc socially golf distant. course. Yes, but voices voices do carry, and so we're able to um, speak and hang with one another, which has been uh, a really saving grace in what's now week two of this lockdown. And as we're coming to terms with the fact that New Orleans is going to be um, one of the worst uh, hit spots in the world um, in terms of some of the stats. Um, but there's no place I'd rather be. Can, can, yeah, can't abandon home during a time like this. You know. yeah, yeah, you're right. So I wanted to just say that bit about It's a Good Life, Babe. Did, um, it was a great show. I'm glad you guys were a part of it. It's done. It's over. We had uh, four final shows um, uh, the night after Jazz Memorial, and uh, that was pretty epic and awesome. And uh, any of you guys listening that do subscribe to the show you've been seeing that i've been uh publishing um archival shows and rerun episodes that are not available in the most recent 100 in your feed from apple pod and google play and so i'm going to keep doing that like once every two days so you're going to get not just new podcasts from six feet of separation but you're going to continue to hear jeff deville's lovely uh radio perfect voice um with some of our favorite guests from over the years. So we're going to continue to do that too. Um, that is a cast of characters too, to choose from. <laughs> it, it sure is. <laughs> True that. It sure, it sure fucking is. And then on this show, on Six Feet of Separation, um, we're going to be calling people. It's not a New Orleans-centric show. We're based out of New Orleans. The, the next episode will be focused on people here in New Orleans and how they're making out. Um, but then we're going to be calling guests uh, from around the country, from around the world. And it's not going to be a coronavirus-based show. We're obviously not going to ignore the fact, you know, we can't really talk to anyone about, hey, what have you been up to, right? That's, we've we've got to talk about, it's all, it's all going to be contextualized by, by coronavirus. But we're going uh, to have some content that's going to be some escapism content too, right? We're going to call some interesting people. And we're going to talk about things that might, you know, you might get turned on to a uh, a, a movie or a TV show or a uh, or a dish to to make or uh, an album, a deep cut album to listen to, uh, with or, a, or a hobby to take on or something like that. Yeah, we definitely right. need a a crisis diversion segment. Uh, yeah, you're right. In, in this yeah, podcast. Right. Yeah, and so. Uh, we're looking forward to it, man. It's going to be good. It's going to be, uh, again, this is an introductory show. Um, we're going to get polished as we go. Um, we're going to have some really fun people on. And hopefully uh, you guys will continue to tune in. Um, what am I missing, Andrew and Greg, before we, before we call uh, a, good, a good old friend of ours and also a, long, a long-time guest, frequent guest uh, from It's a Good Life, babe? Uh, you know, I, I think maybe before we, uh, before we drop in on homie, um, you know, I think it might be good since we're going to be asking everybody else their perspective on, on what's going on around us. If, if we all kind of shared, you know, what we're seeing and what we're thinking and, and how we're feeling, because, you know, I know for me, I, I, um, 
I, I can come across as a pretty stoic guy. I've had a few moments in, in recent times where it's just a bit too much. And, you know, I know, um, you know, the three of us all, uh, and, and you got you two in particular, um, you know, lost someone dear and that's impact. That's sort of like an overlay on top of this emotionally for everything. We all know that I've, I've got my own, uh, emotional overlay on this too, but, um, you know, why don't we, you know, go around and share some of our own thoughts about where we are. Yeah, we do. Why don't you start, Andrew? Um, you know, I think for me, I've been here, it's Friday now. I've been here for nine days. I got here late, late Tuesday night of last week. Um, and, you know, it, it seems like a lifetime ago. Back then, we weren't even on a lockdown order. Um, and now, you know, we're sort of like five days into that. It, it seems hard to remember a time when um, we were free and clear to, to go wherever we wanted. We all kind of knew that was coming. But, um, you know, I think the thing that's sticking out for me the most, um, you know, I think there are a lot of people who are trying to do their bit um, and keep some distance and stay at home. Um, but, you know, having been to a grocery store or two in the past couple of days, one of the things that's absolutely mesmerized me is how many people just don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, you know, I've been standing there trying to come out of an aisle in, into the back of a grocery store and there's like people speeding by me like I'm trying to merge onto the freeway. Um, it's crazy. And, you know, people just don't care. Um, and I... I you know, I can't really put my finger on on where or what the threshold is or like who cares and who doesn't. It's just an interesting observation. You know, I've probably been out, um, you know, I'm the runner in the house. My dad, my dad's 73. He's here from Florida um, riding this out with me. So I'm the guy who's running around and doing things. And I'm probably out a little bit more than I should be. When I am out, I'm washing my hands. I'm using hand sanitizer. I'm keeping my distance from people and I don't know what everybody else is thinking. Like this is, you know, somehow they're immune. <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. Right. Right. What about you, Joel? Uh, what about me? Um, I was mentally and emotionally prepared for this for a while because I was nerding out on global data before we even had our first case in the United States. And even back in Mardi Gras, I was avoiding large parades. I felt that it was stupid at the time. I really did. I wasn't saying that to anyone. I wasn't saying, hey, man, you should watch out for... I was still hugging and kissing and high-fiving on the disc golf course or whatever. <clears throat> but, you know, I got turned on to this John Hopkins like data viz site that shows every place in the entire world and updates numbers like every couple of hours and I was reading things, the data that was coming in from South Korea, not just the data of cases, but the places that were testing so much, we were starting to get some idea of how quickly this thing spreads. And so, and then I was paying attention to what was happening in Italy, then California, then California influencing New York. And then, so I, I was paying attention enough to be mentally ready. And, um, for whatever that's worth, I, I don't know if it's worth anything, except that um, I haven't felt blindsided by any of it. And, you know, again, you know, let's just, we're, we're kind of 
beating it not we're not being around at all but we the three of us and one of the reasons that i'm glad that the three of us are doing this is that three of us were locked you know we were in lockstep we were attached to the hip when our dear friend jeffrey deville uh and the you know he passed on a saturday on the Wednesday night before he passed until the Monday after he passed, the three of us were attached to the hip during those five days. And it's one of the, and, and so, <clears throat> uh, I went through a period of, uh, not being able to sleep forever anxiety and like not ever wanting to close my eyes because I didn't want to wake up and remember everything and just all the crazy shit that goes on. And then somehow for me, Griper and I, you and I have talked about this and I, I'm at a place where I'm completely fucked. Like realistically, I have zero work because I book bands as an agent and for private and public gatherings. So I also was prepared knowing, and the corporate corporate people were so further out than the government was in terms of the risk because they have they have liability issues, right? So of course, you like all those companies that pulled out of South by Southwest, all those corporations canceled. Like I lost like five bookings well before, even before, right around the time that Trump was still saying we have 15 cases, it's soon going to be zero. So I was already seeing my business go away. It took a little bit longer for the public stuff to go away. You know, the French Quarter Fest, the Jazz Fest, and other bookings mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, so I'm 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 fucked work wise, but like um but I but from an existential perspective, um I'm kind of in a decent place. Like I'm sleeping well and I'm eating well and I'm exercising. And there's this whole like love in the time of Corona thing, you know, like, and mm-hmm. I, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm having fucking fun with it at all. It's just observing the little things. Look, I can't make anything any different than it is. I can just perceive it, how I perceive it and react to it, how I react to it. And, um, I'm trying to have little moments of joy, just noticing things and, and having and 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 communicating those to certain people and um and maybe that'll be some of the things that we talk about on the show you know as we dig yeah. down to everyone's personal experiences with it you know like what's one of mine like okay here's one i'm sitting there you know everyone wants to talk about well, what are you streaming what are you i was i was multitasking and one of the look andrew griper i can't one of the things i'm a i was I, i'm an avid premium you guys are seeing the air quote premium yeah. television you know like not deep cable but like hbo you know amc like premium television that replaced movies as the better art form of of uh cinematic uh value or whatever and storytelling and uh i cannot since during this lockdown i cannot make myself focus on good television or a good movie and I also almost stopped listening to podcasts. It's like I'm, my media intake is reduced dramatically, right? And so, but I ha- so what I've been doing, I mean, I did watch Contagion two and a half times. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> well, right? Before the lockdown, 
great movie, by the way. Well That's done. one way to make you feel better about what's coming. It, totally, because it just doesn't just kill you when you like breathe it in. But Soderbergh at his best. But they use all the same language, clusters, the whole nine yards. It's a great. I highly recommend it. But as of late, as the isolation is really starting to kick in, and I can't make myself like, like Better Call Saul or Outsiders before it just ended. Like I really have to just put everything away and say I'm going to give one hour to this, and and I find it more difficult than it would in normal life to do that. So my point is about the little things, and I'm rambling, well, but give me the punchline. Go ahead, Andrew. No, no, I'm I'm genuinely curious, like what. Um... <laughs> Sorry, a little thumping bass going up the street. We're still in New Orleans, folks. Um, uh, what are you able to focus on? Like, if, if you can't okay, focus I, on this, your your distractions. I'm not focusing. So what I'm doing is I'm putting on things in the background that give me some opportunities to giggle, but don't require focus. So here's my point of the little things that coronavirus does. And I, I was right. Okay, and love of the time of the corona, I have a pen pal person that I've met one time who apparently only lives five blocks away from me on Crete Street. I'm on Dorsenois and Lahart, and they're right down there. And we met at aforementioned Jeff DeVille's uh, tribute show at Tipitina's. And uh, for listeners of it's a good life, babe.com, they know that I, I, I'm not bashful about telling anything that's going on in my life. And so we're emailing back and forth and it's really fun. And I'm, we're talking about this little observations and, and I'm, so as I'm writing her, my, it's time for me to write a letter back. And it's like, and then you're also hearing about like all the people that did great writing during the quarantine, like F. Scott Fitzgerald and shit. That's what you should go back and read. All the people who wrote good shit during their particular quarantines. Um, F. Scott Fitzgerald wrote some good shit. That's interesting. Um, and, he, and he wrote letters to Hemingway and stuff that you can find. Um, so I'm sitting there writing this letter to this person who I've met for all of 90 seconds in real life. And um, I'm watching Man Seeking Woman on the sh- on television, this FXX show. It's on Hulu. Yep. It's like the second episode of the series. And I'm now I'm writing to her about what I'm doing. You know, and I'm like, our protagonist is with his current girlfriend who's too hot for him. And so he's kind of freaking out about it. And her ex-boyfriend is in their apartment and he has to go get a bottle of wine to, and as he's, as he's getting the bottle, he's getting the bottle of wine and the ex-boyfriend is a Japanese penis monster. Right. Right. Because this is a fantastical third show. And so all this crazy shit's going on. There's a Japanese penis monster hanging out with like Layla from the girl who played the hot girl in the Friday Night Lights. Our boy Jay Bershnell or whatever from the Seth Rogen movies is at a liquor store getting his wine. And during all this madness of this comedy, I'm thinking, why are those people so close to each other in the wine, the liquor store? Right. That's my takeaway. It's interesting how quickly we've adjusted to that kind of normal. Yeah. 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 What are you thinking, Grace? Oh, it's just, uh, yeah, the adjustment. I don't know. This new reality is just, for me, is just uh, dizzying. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. No clubs, no tours, man. That's got to be, 
No clubs, no tours. Yeah, I'm supposed to be out out somewhere on the East Coast right now. And, uh, you know, all of our, you know, like me, to say that I'm special because it's, you know, across the whole, the whole board with everybody that's in the music industry. But we're all like just sitting here in limbo, wondering when it's going to fire off. And when it does fire off, what are the changes going to be? How different is everything going to be? You know? Um, yeah. And, uh, and then not only that, but the idea, considering how we're having to adjust right now with washing of the hands and six feet of separation and, uh, you know, not speaking too closely to one another, the idea of going back out on tour and being on a tour bus where we're all stacked on top of each other and literally living side by side for weeks at a time totally um, is uh, a little bit uh, terrifying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you're going to spend months like socially distancing self, yourself from people, and then you're supposed to take somebody's word for it that it's cool to all be crammed into a bus again, or like, yeah, into 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 a tight space in a green room and a in a shitty club mm-hmm. or something like that. Absolutely, absolutely. Or like, say for instance, when I'm on tour, every day I'm in charge of the the local crew, so I'll have anywhere from eight to fifteen people every single day, different people that I'm basically their boss for the day. Um, and just the idea of being exposed like that is just, um, you know, it's, it's disturbing. Well, let's hope they fill the churches up on Easter before any tour buses get going. Yeah. You know? I think it's, well, I think it's going to take some time. We'll see what happens. You know, it's, uh, it's, we're all, we're all collectively um, in my industry as well as other industries, obviously, but we're all in limbo. So we'll see where it goes, you know, and, yeah. um, yeah, but hopefully, hopefully it's like, you know, collectively everybody is patient and lets this thing work its course and, uh, we allow it to do what it needs to do, but without being too hasty about anything. Yep. That sounds pretty sensible to me, man. You know? Well, in the meantime, there's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of shows happening online. That's going to be interesting to see how that stuff develops. I mean, obviously it's already happening, but to see how refined it gets, it's going to be pretty Yeah, good. We got We got people giving music lessons. Cleary's giving a piano lesson tomorrow on online. Um, yep. There are all sorts of shows. Uh, I don't know if you saw Manny Fresh is doing some online shows. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, I love you some Manny Fresh. There's yeah. the uh, uh, King Fest. Yeah, um, uh, Chris Lane, a friend of the old "It's a Good Life" babe pod, um, he's doing something starting tonight called Disinfo Disco on Zoom, which I guess mm-hmm. is a bit of a television show. I'm not sure. It's all about spreading disinformation from non-epidemiologist. Saying that wrong, that that word wrong. Yeah. It's the spirit. Of, it's in the spirit of Joel Jackson. If I That's had right. passed, everyone mispronounced a word in my memory. It happens from time. Um, it does, dude. It's a it's a signature. Um, what else? I feel like I, you know, it's. What What do you guys find? I know we're gonna get to our our, our first guest soon, but fi- finding a line between gravity and Flippancy is tough in these times. You know what I'm saying? 
Earn it. Uh, is it, it I mean, good. you know, like, sure. I mean, we're all serious about taking care of ourselves, but like, if you can't maintain a sense of humor at all, then right. I, I'm, I'm just not going to have a lot of time for you. I mean, you, you can't, I, nothing about having a sense of humor should stand in the way of the gravity of the situation. That's how you take right. the pressure off. That's how human beings release the pressure. I mean, we can't go out and dance in public. You can dance at home. Um, but well, you know you what? Know. And the, you're right. And then there's the taking it serious. And I, I wanted to touch back on what you said at, at the top, Andrew. What you're noticing when you go out to the stores, you know, in terms of people seem impervious or not giving a fuck or whatever it is. Um, I. I'm of the mindset that I'm, as long as no one, I don't know, I go back and forth on this, but I think I'm not going to, I don't want any judge, I don't want anyone to judge me for maybe being overly precautious, and I'm not really going to judge anyone else for being less than, but it's a tough one, you know, because I, I've been on this, I've been on this kick where it's like, I don't want to be 98-2, I want to keep it 100, meaning I don't want to like be washing my hands isolate from people do all this shit that i'm doing every day that's keeping me from working keeping me from having sex um and it is you know like i have a person in town who would like we would both like to have sex with each other and we've chosen not to and then i'm so i'm not going to just like let my guard down and touch a surface yeah or, if that sacrifice is for nothing because like, some like, some keep idiot or asshole I'm not yeah. going to get in cars. I'm not going to get in cars with people. I'm not going to be indoors with people where, because you know, the data's in that 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 the virus hangs in the air for up to two hours yeah. indoors, and um, I don't know. So I, I that's one thing that I no, that's that's totally I sensible. I mean, I think the one area where I disagree with you is I am going to judge people who don't take it seriously <laughs> enough. No, I mean, and yeah. don't get me like, all right. So you got to assume that of the people who are acting or seem like they don't care, there are a few different groups of those. There are some who might not be very well informed. It's a possibility, sure. right? Hard to miss, but you know, I I would grant that that's a possibility. Then there are people who are you know like sort of the. Um, Trump-based contrarians, like, oh, right. well, you know, this is all a big hoax and all that, so I'm just going to mock you for, for taking it seriously at all. And then there's probably a third group who are like, yeah, no, I get the rules are there, but they don't apply to me, and, you know, so I'm just going to, like, ruin it for everybody. Yeah, I Like I said, I probably have gone out more than I should, but I would feel a lot better about it if other people were being careful like I'm trying to be. That's all. Yeah. That's all. Yep. Yep. Yeah, there is. I saw a graph today that like shows it's a politicized issue. Really weird. Um, but if you look at like state by state between Republicans and Democrats, how serious you think this is, it's in the Grand Canyon Gulf. You know. Yeah, and this goes back to I think, I mean I think I, I don't know I haven't read anything about this I've heard people talk about it, but politics for so many people, particularly un uneducated people, is like sports. They just want to root for their team, you know, mm -hmm. and it's their team. 
So yep. you're going to go with whatever narrative supports your fucking team. And if the narrative is that we're overreacting as a country by shutting all this shit down and we should be open by Easter, or in like Tony, the, the pastor Tony Snell's case in Baton Rouge, that this is a political hoax and God can, you know, through my hand, God can heal you if you get the virus, um, which is happening in Baton Rouge. You yeah. know, they had 18 people this last Sunday and they're going to do it again this weekend. Um, yeah, just don't do it near me. That's all. Yeah, don't, exactly. Stay, keep your distance. Exactly. Uh, bringing it back to the title of this endeavor. There's some positive shit going on, though, here in New Orleans. There's uh, tells are opening up. The city's doing a really good job getting homeless people off the street, getting yep. them into hotels. Amazing Shout how quickly that the, happened. Shout out to the Hilton Garden District um, and a bunch of nonprofits. And the thing is, there's money, you know, with money yep. coming in, people are going to do the right thing. So that's so that's positive. And, oh, yeah, um, there are going to be all kinds of blue families looking for that stimulus money. Yeah, you're right. Give me the stimmy, yeah. baby. There's going to be some stimmy. <laughs> Which, you know, the, look, if there's a silver lining, there, it's this. It's that during crisis, look, the GP's never seen a stimulus bill that they would ever pass. And the only reason they're passing stimulus stuff now, and there's going to be another one after this between now and November, is because the, the election. election. And that's the only reason it's happening. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's a reason if there is a God, maybe they decide, like, let's put here. So, you know, what I'm trying to, I'm grasping at straws, but it's the best thing about the Trump president so far that Mitch McConnell, the fucking Satan himself, signed off on a two point. Two trillion dollar pack, and I assume what's coming next is um, pausing on uh, outgoing payments from citizens like mortgages and debt, interest, and shit like that. Yeah, that's the next thing that's coming. Hmm. I'm going to use my mute now, Andrew. <laughs> uh, a little cough break for Joel. I think you know we're a hot half an hour through. Um, maybe this is the time. Um, to to add in the little guy, what do you what do you think about that, gentlemen? Yeah, let's get a little homie action going on. Yeah, you're right. All right, let me uh, pull up the relevant numeras. Here we go. All right, new technology. All right, here we go. Yo, yo, yo. Little homie here at your service. How can I help you? Little homie, welcome to Six Feet of Separation. Oh, thank you so much for calling, guys. I'm so happy to hear from you. And, and first of all, let me say it is an honor and a privilege to be the first guest on your new podcast, Six Feet of Separation. And that was the confirmation that that's actually the title of the podcast for me. And let me just confirm, I, I am the first guest, correct? You are the first guest, and and we're going to send you that I was the first guest on Six Feet of Separation t-shirt really soon. And coffee mug. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's, I'm going to add that right. to, to, the, 
That's the collection of T-shirts created by Andrew Levy, everybody, starting with uh, It's Hard Work Having This Much Fun into uh, It's A Good Life Babe.com T-shirt and now Six Feet of Separation T-shirt. So I'm looking Don't forward to that. Forget that fantastic. Don't forget JJ for DB. Yeah, I uh, I would never forget that. I would never forget that. But seriously, um, thank you guys for having me on today. And listen, I know that uh, we're gathered here tonight to talk about the issue that's on everyone's mind today. You know, the main topic of the day, the big elephant in the room. Of course, I'm referring to Tom Brady leaving the New England Patriots after nine Super Bowl trips. Of course, I'm joking about that. Yes, I know that we're here to talk about COVID-19 and the coronavirus, the pandemic, and the global plague of 2020. Isn't that correct? I, I think not so much about the plague, but about, you know, your view, um, it, you know, your life in, in the times of the plague and, and how it's changed, you know, for, for somebody who works from home and, and um, sure. but, but, but has a very, very uh, active social life. Um, um, yeah. that, that is all true. And I'm glad that's what we're talking about. Look, I'm not a scientist. I can't tell you about the virus from a scientific perspective, but I do want to talk about it from the impact that it's having on our lives here. And even though I know, and Joel, we talked about this a little bit, how, you know, unlike your previous podcasts, um, that this is not really a podcast about New Orleans and about New Orleans culture, but you know, we're living here and our experience of this situation and the pandemic that's happening is affected by the fact that we're present here in New Orleans. You know, one thing that I was thinking about was that some of our listeners out there may have already heard or read that New Orleans and Louisiana in general is one of the epicenters of the transmission of the virus in the United States. That is, you know, statistically speaking, on a per capita basis, we've got enough cases to qualify us as one of the hotspots in the country. And I was thinking how, you know, not only are we kind of an epicenter when it comes to this statistical perspective, but we're also the epicenter when it comes to the kind of impact that this virus is having on the daily life of people that are living in this town. And it kind of really became apparent to me, guys, when I was talking to this friend of mine a couple nights ago. It's this lady who lives in upstate New York. And she was telling me how, you know, yes, everyone is worried about the virus up there, but, you know, at least she got to take a walk in the woods that afternoon and she was working on a garden to prepare it for spring. And they built the fire out back the night before and they were roasting s'mores or whatever those, you know, nice white people do up there in upstate New York. But it made me think, guys, that, you know, there they are living their lives and still a lot of the main activities and the attractions that would bring someone to upstate New York or have someone move there and live there, they're still able to partake in those things because they're surrounded by nature. And a lot of the activities, you know, haven't been closed because they're not indoor activities. And I was thinking about how on the flip side of that here in New Orleans, as we're experiencing it, I mean, when you live in this town, loyal listeners out there, it really is the incredible network of nightclubs and bars and clubs and music venues that really is the lifeblood and the pulse of this town. And when you take that away, you know, not that we are absolutely devoid of natural beauty or anything like that. I took a swim in the Mississippi River today just for a little variety, and I recommend that to all listeners out there. And yet, you know, the truth is that New Orleans culture and the city life and the social events and everything involved in that really is the heartbeat of this town. And so, 
I think that we're experiencing the impact of this virus, you know, to as great a degree as any place that you can find on the earth because of that network that's been shut down for us here and because of the potential lack of a lot of other alternatives for New Orleanians to do and the fact that we're so used to having all that stuff at our disposal. I'll, I'll, I'll pause there for a, a, a moment to take a breath and let you guys um, chime Wait, in. I, I did, did you go that, for you know, a swim that, in the Mississippi River? I was joking about that. I was just joking about that. But um, but I'd like to, and I'm so I'm so bored right this fucking second, guys, that I'm practically willing to take a jump in the Mississippi River or ride it like Tom Sawyer, if that's what I got to do to have a little fun. Yeah, I think Dave Clements did that one time. Did, did he really? Well, yeah, I know he, that you know. Well, he and his brother, he and his Cranston, went up to St. Louis and got in a raft and took it all the way down the Mississippi to the fly. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> you know the the the, the where, smaller where, version. Where, where, where's real quick, Griper? Uh, Tony Toko, the uh, yen to Dave Clemens's Yang, got fucked up like on LSD and swam across the Mississippi River at the fly. Oh my God! What different, different personalities? Say. Let's just say that. Wow, wow. Well, that is true. They they are like good Kirk and bad Kirk. Tony Toko and Dave Clements. And look, I'm glad that even though this, you know, new podcast is about the coronavirus, which it should be, because that's the main issue that we could still talk about our people here in New Orleans, and we could still work in local events because, like you said, we can only speak to it from our own perspective, basically. You know, one, one other thing that I wanted to mention while I had a chance to ramble here was that it really, guys, it was two weekends ago, the weekend of March 14th, 15th, was the weekend when things really hit home for me as to what the impact was going to be here in New Orleans, because listeners out there, that weekend of March 14th, 15th was one of the biggest, grandest weekends that New Orleans has to offer. It was going to be the St. Patrick's Day celebrations. There are many parades throughout the city. St. Patrick's Day is a giant deal here. And it was also about Super Sunday, which is the Mardi Gras Indians tradition where all Mardi Gras Indians come out after sewing their costumes all year and they parade around the city in certain locales. And it's a huge weekend in the city that everyone's looking forward to. And that was the very beginning of the cancellations and the era where every event that you were looking at was going to be postponed or canceled and all the good times and all the fun and all the bon ton was going to be canceled as event after event heading into this festival season that we have here in New Orleans so that all the smaller festivals, you know, whether it's Po' Boy Festival, Oyster Festival, Seafood Festival, Shrimp Festival, Festival Festival, whatever those festivals are, all canceled leading up to even the larger festivals like French Quarter Fest and, yes, God forbid, the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival, which is kind of the godfather and granddaddy of all the music festivals down here, which was finally announced to be postponed until October also. And it was that weekend of the 14th, 15th as all this started, because up until then, guys, really, uh, honestly, I, I had been keeping it on the back burner. I hadn't been treating it so seriously or thinking that maybe it was going to have such a giant impact on me. And it was really that weekend and the days afterwards where I realized that every normalcy, everything that we're used to, all the fun that we were able to get out of this town and all the wonderful things that it had to offer were going to be canceled for the entire foreseeable future. And that's really when, uh, you know, 
the black veil of doom started to descend over my eyes and I started to think about what I was going to do for fun other than swimming in the Mississippi River. Hold me. What did you come say, up with? Um, I came up with staying really, really high. That was the number one thing. Yeah, okay. Exactly. And so, and if you, if you keep your ambitions low, they're achievable. So I'm doing that. You know, I also came up with, I mean, I haven't been able to do it yet, but you know, as you guys know, I'm kind of into going to the gym. And as you guys know, I'm kind of this hyper freak of a person where if I don't have an outlet to expend the energy that I need to expend, one, I won't have a chance of falling asleep. And two, I won't have a chance of stopping, you know, my mouth from moving while I'm on a podcast and I'm just talking on and on. No one's going to get a chance to get a word in because I'm not able to spend this energy. And I really got to come up with some kind of uh outdoor exercise plan that I haven't been able to motivate myself to do so far. That's, a huge, that's a huge thing right there is being able to exercise, man. True. Being yeah. able to burn some energy, getting, getting out of the house, you know, um, just getting a, getting a, a, gosh. Yeah. Just getting away from, from being stuck inside, just being able to go. No, outside. I totally agree. Right. I, I totally agree with that. And I, I really need to do it. It was like today I finished teaching my class and I had some time and it was just the issue of, Oh, to get to city park on the bike. Like I got to ride down broad and I got to ride all across the city. And Joel, I know that you, you know, don't have a car and you ride all over the place, but I'm not used to that. And I've had this terrible luck riding a bicycle in this town, guys, you know, first getting hit by this lady who wasn't even looking as she just made a left turn and slammed into me while I was on a bicycle. And then the more comic event where my tire got caught in the groove of the streetcar track and I got catapulted headfirst into the oncoming bus that was going in the opposite direction in the other lane. So I just haven't been able to motivate to do it yet, Gripes, but I know yeah. it's essential. And I'm so sick of sitting in this house and I, I can't even turn on the TV anymore. It's like even after the first week, the normal options and the things that you would normally fall back to do if you had nothing to do and would suffice you for a few hours or one night, you know, they're no longer viable. They're boring the hell out of me. Um, and I really got to, uh, yes, pull myself together over the next few days before I start going crazy. As you guys know, too, one other kind of factor in my particular situation is that I don't even have my own place to live right now because I had just come back to New Orleans for a temporary period to attend Mardi Gras and the memorial services for our dear departed friend, Jeff DeVille. And then my plan was to bolt again and leave and, you know, keep traveling and maybe go back to Mexico. And I wasn't able to do that because of all the current events. You know, so I'm at my buddy's house and uh, the cousin of our host, Andrew Levy there, Daniel Weiner, his cousin, who's half a man, and it's fantastic. And he's my buddy and an amazing host, but it's still another level when uh, you're trapped, you can't travel, and you're staying at a friend's house instead of having your own place. Well, I mean, you know, one thing to think about, Ivan, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to invoke a little bit of Shodden Friday right here because it's Friday. Ooh, um, yeah. Uh, All right, if is, you can work some German in there, that's good. <laughs> um, uh, is uh, you know all the speculators who bought all those Airbnb properties who are hurting right now that um, you know went yeah start to destroy the neighborhoods in this city uh, means that there's tons of inventory out there for you, Ivan, um, just no, to true. be had for a song. 
Yeah, we got to look at the silver linings, you know, like where human life is cheap. So is a hotel room and where coronavirus is a hot spot. Airbnbs are cheaper. And I've already done a little bit of that and made some initial, uh, you know, broaching of the subject with some of these owners to see if they're willing to play ball and negotiate. And I, I'm going to look into that. You know, I haven't pulled the trigger on or anything like that. And I don't want to you know, any of our listeners or any host to, you know, think that I'm complaining about the sweet <laughs> ride that I've had at my buddy Danny's house and everything like that, because he really is, you know, the best friend that a guy could have in the entire world. And not, not that I think he's going to listen to this podcast and I need to cover my ass because, uh, you know, then he would be the first listener of six feet of separation. And I don't think that that's going to happen, but it, it's all true. It's just, uh, you know, more me that even in a good situation, everyone needs their own space ultimately. And it might be that Airbnb stuff that you're talking about, Andy. It certainly is a, a possibility now that no tourists are coming to New Orleans and all the festivals are canceled and the money that everyone was planning on making during festival season, you know, reaching its height during Jazz Fest is not going to be there this year, which is going to be a huge impact on the city also. Yes, but, a, you know... Uh, in, in, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Joel. No, it's okay. Well, I've just got two things for for you, Evan. One is that yeah. don't try to go zero to sixty on your bike. Meaning, don't try and take over. Take just don't try and like, you know, you, you that was kind of you to say that I bike all over, but I don't. Uh, I would never, ever, ever bike over that that Broad Street fucking bike lane over the bridge. <laughs> it's scary, there, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a death trap. Fuck that. Take the e bike where it's easy. You know what I'm saying? And you have your little smart car, smart car over to the park, dude. You don't got a bike. Come out and get some exercise with us, you know. And then bike oh, where easy and flat. Don't don't like be like oh because if you don't want to give yourself a barrier, we're like I'm gonna start biking, but that means I'm biking five miles. No, just bike around the neighborhood, man. See people on their front porch every afternoon. I've been going through my neighborhood in the seventh ward, taking nice leisurely bike rides. And just waving to people hanging out on their front porch, and it's really nice, you know. I bike to City Park because it's easier for me to get there because I live on the downtown side. It's only about a mile. Yeah. Away. Um, so don't let that be a barrier of entry to getting to the park. But secondly, I wanted to say, as because our listeners just heard what I've been hearing for about three weeks, from because you and I would talk about every other uh, about every other day once uh, the coronavirus got to the United States and. And you've been such a nice balance for me. Like, again, the second time I'm going to say again, yang to yang in this podcast. Um, because I was, so, I was oddly, like, it, even for me, like, I was weirding myself out and how much I was paying attention to this stuff before it was even in the United States. And I loved, it was such a balancing thing for me, even up until, like, I mean, even up until like when the city was locking down, you're like, I'm in my gym. I'm like, the gym's closed. It's gonna or it's going to close. <laughs> like, what are you talking? There were like eight different conversations you and I had over two weeks on the phone where I would, no, there's not going to be a show. And you're like, what are you talking about? They can't shut down. Okay, you know, this was like the Sunday before city watch, and it, yeah. it was just it's been such a delight that even though we're we're now a full two weeks into uh, restaurants and bars being closed and one full week into the stay-at-home mandate. And you're still like, yeah, I'm just, I need a couple of days to figure out how this, this is impacting me. Beautiful, man. It's just been, it's, it's helped me so much from my own perspective. 
as I'm like has have been hoveling and like getting my dr- four weeks ago I started stocking up on dry beans and putting fucking meat <laughs> in the freezer. And to talk to you like almost every day and hear that perspective of like, wait, what do you mean? Uh, I can't possibly say the name because uh, uh, the Amsterdam people are coming. You know, and this was like <laughs> the day the day after flights were banned from Europe or whatever. It's just really, you're the smartest guy that I know on paper. And it was just really charming and funny and to me. <laughs> and all, all, all that, all that is totally true, Joe, and, and hilarious. And like I said, it was because, well, one, you know me, I'm, you know, I'm not Mr. Current Events. Like normally I try and live my life right. divorced of that. You know, I travel, I barely consider myself a, you know, a, a citizen of any particular nation. And I really was trying to keep it on the back burner and I wasn't following it. And you, you were my news source. Although I do have to say, whoever thought guys that anyone would ever say that I was the yin to Joel's yang. Okay. Just the fact that that comment came out tonight makes the podcast completely worthwhile. And I think that that is hilarious, but it's totally true. And that's why I, I have been behind the curve a little bit the entire time you know, because I've been trying to imagine, and and you know, Joel, it was even a few days ago, I was saying, maybe I'm still going to fly down to Mexico tomorrow to Dude, escape and on, be near the beach. On Saturday, on Saturday, the day, the day that they said no more travel into Mexico at midnight or whatever. And yes, you probably <laughs> still booked a flight. Uh, and yes, you're the, what I love about Ivan too, man, is we uh, rewind two weeks before that Saturday. Uh, we were, because I wasn't judging you. You can give me credit for that. And I wasn't um, saying you shouldn't do what you were thinking about doing. I was just giving you some counterpoints. But I was all for you going to Mexico. And 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 what we had landed on, I wasn't. Me if, if me, what we landed on was that your upside is two to three to at best four weeks of leisure shows and swimming. Uh, in Mexico near and then the downside is after that potentially being completely fucked and not able to travel out of that place for a long time. Right. Or or having to fight with locals over a piece of pork when I'm a gringo or something like that. That was that was the right. downside. But you're right that the upside was being near a beautiful beach and eating some tacos, even if it was for a brief amount of time, rather than being, you know, here bored out of my mind. Remember, it wasn't long after that, that I spoke with a buddy of mine down there in the town of Puerto Escondido specifically, which is this place that I've been visiting lately in Mexico. It's a surfing expat community on the Pacific coast in the state of Oaxaca. It's got the fabulous cuisine, the incredible beaches, great nightlife, everything. But he told me, you know, even a couple of days after that conversation that they were already starting to shut stuff down. And it seemed like that window of the two to four weeks that I was hoping for wasn't a realistic dream anyway, and just kind of further made me decide. I had, It was already really hard for me to pull the trigger, listeners, to leave my homeland of America, take a risk and fly down to Mexico to ride out this coronavirus pandemic in a foreign land just because it could be cheap and near the beach. But I was close to it. And guys, I still think about it. And I was even thinking about it today because I talked to my friend in Mexico and he said, oh, no, life is kind of still pretty much as normal for the most part. And I, and I was looking at Google flights and finally noticing that 
prices were really starting to drop due to the fact that there was no idiot to take this plane flight except for maybe me. Only I could I potentially I, be that stupid, I, you know, but it's possible. I think you should do it, Ivan. I think you should. <laughs> well, I, I, I still hey, might. Great writing material. And also, too, like, I love the fact that during in these last three weeks, I love, dude, I'm telling you, this filled me with so much joy. And you, you've helped me. You've been a salve, Ivan. Oh, homie. <laughs> You're, I love you, buddy. His okay, cup runneth over. As like all my work's going away and everyone's dealing with what I bunker, I love the I get to talk to you every day and you'd be like, but Joel, you don't understand how bored I am. And like I had to I had to take the smart car that Danny gave me and I had to drive. Listen to this tour. I had to drive to the lakefront and get stoned by myself <laughs> and watch what I I imagine oh, what humanity. Like. And then you were like, like, and it was like, and then I go to like Wheeler's and have dinner with Wheeler cousin Andy, and it's just fucking boring because no one's fucking partying, and it's like Wheeler falls asleep <laughs> on the couch doing the laundry. <laughs> all <laughs> true. Baseball, okay. baseball to watch. It's like all, do- all true, Joel. It's like it, it's like you know the it's like the Omega Man came to New Orleans, and I'm just the last human being in the world riding around right. in my tiny little smart car with the final cartridge, hash oil cartridge that ever existed. You know, treasuring it and riding around and looking at all the devastation and all the zombies walking around and everything like that. It really is like that. And you know, and you know what? You know, as my ultimate final point of the impact of the coronavirus, you know, in in our experience here in New Orleans right now, it really is about the idea that we all know that this is a health challenge, of course, and that there are people out there, because I don't want to belittle anyone's experience in dealing with this, whether it's the people in upstate New York I was talking about that could still walk through the woods or whoever it might be, because there are actually sick people out there, and it's a serious fucking thing. But for the vast, vast majority of us and everyone that I know in New Orleans, we're not amongst the sick and infected, or at least we don't know it. Yet. We're amongst the bored and yeah, yet, but we are amongst the bored and being driven crazy just by the cultural and social impacts of this thing. And so beyond the fact that it's a serious health challenge, it's just a daily life challenge at this point to stay sane and not get depressed and try and find things to occupy the mind and put a fucking smile on the face because it is difficult. And again, we're in such the early stages you know guys i was talking to our dear friend patrick injury today uh-huh yeah <laughs> i was just waiting to see what reaction that elicited but I, I was talking to our dear friend patrick injury today and uh you know he was going on and on about oh, so many things he was reading and so many predictions he was reading about were calling for this to potentially go on for 18 months and, and, and as I was talking to him, I was just thinking about here I am in like week number one where I've been really <laughs> treating it seriously in my mind. And I'm trying to project this for another, you know, 72 weeks or something like that. And I was just thinking uh, about the, sham, the shambling, insane, you know, drug crazed person that I must be come with. Episode one, Ivan learns the meaning of one day at a time. Wow. Yeah, wow. exactly. Dude, Look, I know all huge. about Dwayne Schneider. I know all about Dwayne <laughs> Schneider and one day at a time, but I don't know how to apply that to my own life. And, and like I said, you know, this entire time, I, I need to find more today, especially 
is like a, a day where it's coming to a head for me. And I was driving around today with nothing to do in between my teaching. Thank God I still got some work, guys. But you know what? They've canceled all of these standardized exams that I teach for. I still have students because they're getting ready anyway, just in case things kick back in and they got to take their test. But if this continues for any more substantial period of time, it really is going to you know, cut off almost all my work. And I'm going to be one of the unemployed to one of the 3.3 million unemployed Americans also. Well, Ivan, you know, I, I got to say, I don't think you could have written a better segue into our first and only segment. Um, which is <laughs> from the first yep. guest and the first segue. This is awesome. Yep. No, no, no. You beautifully written, beautifully spoken. I gotta say. Um, no, we we're we're doing a segment on crisis diversion. So, how are we? Uh, what media, books, movies, TV, hobbies, escapism, uh, self-destructive behaviors are we using to divert ourselves through this crisis to help the people who, like yourself, are uh, bored as fuck and can't figure out what, what to do with themselves. So, um, Yeah, they're bored as hell and they're just not going to take it anymore. So they watch the movie Network on Netflix a few times or something like that. Is that what you're referring to? Well, that, that's one possibility. I think, you know, <laughs> yeah. in, 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 in my case, I'm, I'm putting together – I was reading today that um, I'm not alone in pursuing this as a, as a, as a COVID hobby, but um, uh, I've started to um, make a sourdough starter from scratch. Um, oh yeah. You mentioned that. You mentioned yeah. that before. How's it going? Uh, well, you know, it, this is a thing that takes time and the first week is basically soaking things in water. So um, tomorrow is the, the first day that we're going to be working with flour and actually trying to make the starter. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, this is the slow part, uh, over time, it will turn into a, a daily thing, assuming there's continued availability of flour, which is a very necessary ingredient. But I was reading today that there are a lot, a lot of people who like flour sold out almost everywhere, particularly the good ones. Because a lot yeah, of people heard. have been waiting for some spare time to do this, and they're like, "Oh, I guess now's the time." Yeah, my. Uh, so, my the, uh, so there's uh, a lot of there's a lot of sourdough starters out there right now. Uh, well, there are a lot of attempted sourdough starters out there. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, no, but it is an issue, and everyone's. I mean, obviously, I don't know. Someone was just mentioning to me how so many people just joined Netflix, especially it was in Eastern Europe or something like that, that they had to request them to present it at a slower speed because it was eating up all the bandwidth and there was not even anything left for emergencies or something like that. Did you no, hear about that's this? true. The European Union formally requested of Netflix that they lower the streaming yep. speed so, to, so that everybody could do it, which... Uh, um, which is so very European and something that would never fly I, here. I have to assume, Andrew, that there's a that I have to assume that there's so many Eastern Europeans out there watching my movie entitled Brother Shadow Listener. If you type that into Netflix and then you can watch that, there must be just an explosion of people watching the movie that, that I wrote. That can be the only explanation to this. Nice, nice plug, Ivan. Way to work that in. Well done, you. So, you like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like so, that. So Ivan's, Ivan's crisis, crisis diversion is to uh, do a Google search for the movie Brother Shadow um, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and pay whatever you need to pay uh, to, to watch 
that critical masterpiece. Um, well, I think I think you get the first month for free if you sign up. So you really and is, is and, it you on know, Netflix? As, it's, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yep, it's on okay. Netflix. So if you're not already a Netflix subscriber or borrowing somebody else's subscription, there you go. That's that's a really good place to start. L- l- listeners out there, if you're really in a pinch, I could give you Pat's mom's credentials. So, you know, just give me a call. You could get my information through the host here at Six Feet of Separation. Contact me. I'll get you some credentials. Yeah, and, and also, everyone, uh, can I just give uh, Andrew, I have a little uh, workaround. Most people know this. It's just logical. But, you know, some people don't know how to make fake tickets to get where you want to go in uh, sports arenas. So I'll say this. Um, look, however credit cards and debit cards you have, PayPal account, so add all those together, any like form of payment stuff that you have, and then however many like Gmail email addresses you can come up with, and if you add all that together, that's how many free trials you can get with Netflix, with Hulu, with Amazon Prime, etc. So just think of it that way. Take a card. You, you, you know, Joel, we, as, an, as an employee of the Sony Corporation, I don't know that I can countenance such a thing. But uh, That's fine. Yeah. You, you don't have to, but I'll still push, push it through. I mean, you, you were Everybody. cutting out. No, no. Not, I, didn't, I didn't really hear you. So. No, and, now you're a member of the Six Feet of Separation family, though. You don't just countenance it. You endorse it, and you send out flyers to people how to do it themselves. So I what I should saying, definitely put the, the, the podcast in front of my job. Um, during during these <laughs> during these trying times where none of us have income, well, some of us like myself don't have income coming. I am definitely uh, going to soak up all my free trial options. I might even like claim a couple of debit cards stolen so I can get new debit cards, so I can use those numbers to get more free trials. Um, I wouldn't it say anyone else should do that, but hey, you know what? I know someone on this podcast that's currently uh, has a microphone. Uh, instead of paying tickets, goes. MV uh, every three months and gets a new tag instead. So look, there are workarounds. Uh, there are, there are workarounds. Work, there are workarounds in life, folks. And so look, don't, Joel, that's that's because that's what the that's what the manager of the DMV told me to do. If I got a ca- traffic camera no, ticket, he told me don't ever pay those tickets. Always come and get a new license plate. So I'm just obeying authority when I do that. That's what the CEO of Hulu told me to do. He's like, dude, you're a fucking chump if you're paying 11.99 for no ads. Um, so. Look, all are right. we all going to do this, Andrew, every show? Are we all going to give a couple of guests? I think we should go around and talk about how we've been diverting ourselves through the crisis. Our guests will, will certainly have interesting things yeah. that they're doing. Yeah. I'm still interested to hear how uh, how Gripes has been um, been uh, managing through the uh, the what 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 have you been consuming or or watching or whatever during the crisis. I've been watching. Yeah. You guys hear me? Yep. Um, I, you know what, man? I just put on my Hulu account and I just use it as white noise. I don't really have been watching anything. I haven't had the attention span to really watch anything. Though Rick and Morty has been bringing me a lot of, a lot of joy. And so has Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Did you know but, that there's a 24-7 Rick and Morty channel? I did not know that. No. Yeah, go to the adults. Yeah, Adult Swim just like repeats the episodes back to back to back to back to back. Um, go to their website and you can find that. Um, if yeah, it's it's. Uh, 
I, I'm, you know, what, what you were talking about earlier on, Joel, to, to bring it back to the beginning when you were talking about the stuff that you're using not to focus on. That's how I go to bed every night. You know, like I turn on some TV show that I really don't care if I'm going to be awake through it or not. And I just sort of let that play in the background. And that way, no matter what time I wake up in the middle of the night, there's something playing and it'll put me right back to sleep. So I can totally relate to that. And I can definitely say that the Rick and Morty channel is absolutely spectacular in that capacity. Oh, yeah, dude. the Rick and Morty is super, uh, so entertaining. Yes. Dude, and, the, the, sweaty. and the idea of the channel thing, dudes, is like, I, I know, I don't, I, I gather that you're not a big Bill Simmons fan, Cousin Andy. Uh, I uh, no, I'm a, I'm a big Bill Simmons fan. I just, I, I sort of, OD, I, I drove out here from LA and I OD'd on the rewatchables. Oh, I, um, I so I just I just can't hear his voice. I mean, I did I really preferred his writing to his podcast, but sure, I like his podcast. Sure. I like his point of view, and you know I'm glad that the Ringer is a thing. Well, seven or eight years ago, back when he was with EN, and he probably about this, not just podcasted about it, but he was advocating for channels. You know, there should be like a John Hughes channel where you see like I, I'm just making this up. I don't know if he did this example, but. It would be like Breakfast Club and, you know, all the John Hughes. Oh, don't get me started about this, dude. Ten years ago, no. when I worked for ITV in England, I was pitching them to have, like, all these new... You, there's a business model around it, too. It's absolutely absurd. The The closest to this, I don't know if any of you have ever checked out Pluto.tv. Um, they, no. just, they, just no. buy up, they just buy up old movie rights and create these crazy linear channels... Uh, they have hundreds and hundreds of channels of of like very very niche content. So you can you can go around in there and find something like uh, I don't know. Uh, well, uh, there probably isn't a Bill Murray channel, but you know, like some other star, or you know, like a channel that just shows episode after episode of the same '70s or '80s TV show, or another one that's all from one studio or something like that. That might be a thing to. Uh, I'm working on this website that I promised I'm gonna launch at least within the next two weeks. And one of the things that I'm taking a note on now is like uh, those, those channels. Which channels would you want? You know. Um, and I think we should. I think this should be a topic moving forward, maybe on the podcast. Like what channel? Like do you want like a Michael Jordan only channel? You know. For example, I think I think I think we got. Are, are you talking about the the actor or the athlete? Uh, no, I didn't say Michael B. Jordan. I said Michael Jordan, dude. Fair oh, gotcha, right. gotcha. Why are you asking unnecessary <laughs> questions? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why not? Future shows. Um, Griper, so you got, uh, you, you said your thing. Yeah. Andrew, did you say what you're watching? I, I, I said I'm baking bread, but in terms of what I'm oh, watching, um, uh, many, many uh, major metropolitan areas now have a you know, digital sub channel um, called Buzzer, B-U-Z-Z-R, um, or it's available online at buzzer.tv. Um, uh -huh. Basically what they do is rerun old Goodson and Todman game shows from the 70s and 80s. And oh. I, gotta, I gotta tell you, 70s match game, I loved it at the time. Obviously I was very, very young and a lot of it went over my head. Today, man, they have some crazy, crazy moments on that show. 
And it's right along the lines of these things that, you know, like you can leave it or pay attention to it or fall asleep during it or whatever. It's like a perfect white noise in the background kind of channel. So, so you're buzz- saying when, when your kid, it went over your head, but now you realize that Paul Lynn and Charles Nelson Riley were the comic geniuses of their generation. Really, it's Richard Dawson and Gene Rayburn who are the, uh, the comedic <laughs> the, soul the ones of Match Game. Gene Rayburn, the host, is a very, very underrated talent. And Richard Dawson, um, obviously, was talented enough to get his own game show, uh, which ultimately killed Match Game. It's a pity. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Buzzer Channel, B-U-Z-Z-R.TV. Um, are they our inaugural sponsor, sponsor Joel? Well, they are, uh, as well as Elios, everybody. Elios. Griper, you can chime in here. What Tell about, me about Tell me about that special of the, uh, the Irish whiskey. It's actually an American whiskey, come to find out. But it was uh, $25 oh, wow. for a... It's called Tin Cup. Tin Cup. Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, from um, distilled in Colorado. Buzzer TV and Elios, everyone, please support uh, the sponsors of the show. I love, I love Elios. The people are so sweet that work there. Is that the one over by Felipe's? Off. Uh, yeah. Off. Yeah, all right. They, yeah, have, nice uh, they have they have thirty hands for fifteen dollars. For those out there that didn't go to college, that's fifty cents a beer. <laughs> and and Andrew, uh, as as we're discussing this, I think we have a new segment for each of our guests in their own like community and municipality. We're gonna we're gonna have them shout out their own sponsor that's helping them through this whole. Amen, thing. amen. You know, like sorry, we we didn't touch on this, and this is a perfect one, uh, a perfect segment for our next episode. Um, but you know, like how local restaurants are like really hustling to survive with the takeout and and curbside business right now is, um, and and the way the city seems to be supporting it, it uh, you know, uh, it it's a little bit inspiring. It's a little bit inspiring. So uh, yep. we, we can maybe touch on that next time. I don't know if uh, uh, maybe Susan Manic um, would be somebody oh, yeah, we'll get her out to. Yeah, uh, we'll get we'll get her real quick. I got to give my uh, crisis diversion uh, a couple tips. Um, I'm going to do two that are uh, not diversions that are lean into lean into okay. the diversion. I've already said contagion. <laughs> so uh, Man, I'm so, not going anywhere so, near that movie. So I'm not going to say that now, but here's the there's a movie. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say the big short because it's the last time we uh, face, a, uh, face a crisis like anything similar to this in terms economically and and boy uh it's, it's you really want to be thinking about that context when thinking about how the government's going to respond to this and then mark Marin's stand-up special where he sits on a stool the whole time on netflix is uh, it's called end times fun and uh it just coincidentally broke like right when coronavirus broke and it's awesome if you want to lean into it if you want to uh, to the crisis if you want a version um, I'm gonna say there's there's this new uh, yeah. comedy on on Hulu FX called Dave, uh, based on the uh, um, the rapper Little Dicky, and it's just fantastic, man. It's really really fun. It's that 20 minute 22 nugget that's awesome. Um, and then the aforementioned uh, uh, man seeking woman, uh, also FXX and also on Hulu. 
again get your free trials um because man it's just it's just a beautiful fantastical escapism show look they'll do one show about like just very briefly i'll say this like you meet somebody and you're asking your friend and your relatives or whoever what you should text back and it's all they fill up 30 minutes on what you should text back and it's hysterical it's fantastical it's absurdist comedy and it and then and certainly, I hope some people smarter than me are creating some things like that that, that are going to come out of this uh, this lockdown during coronavirus, and we're going to get some really good, awesome content um, from creative and talented people that are right now holding up the nice and, and writing funny-ass shit. I hope that happens. <laughs> right on. Yeah. That'd be good. That would be good. Um Listen, guys, um, dinner's ready here at the Weiner household, and I'm about to go out and eat with Danny and his son, Julian. Love you guys. Thank you so much for having me on the first episode here, and I'm looking forward to uh, talking to you again about this stuff. And, you know, like I already said, I, I hope that the next time I come on, I'm able to tell you that I've made strides in being able to find stuff to do and have the exercise program and all the stuff that we talked about or, you know, the Airbnb stuff that we talked about. So hopefully I'll be able to update you on all that stuff. But um, to all the listeners out there and my buddies here, I hope you guys have a great night again. Thanks for having me. That's what I'm great to have you. Well, I love, love you guys. Love I'll talk to you guys soon. See you guys. Yep. Talk to you nice. soon. Are we gonna, Can we figure out how to play out our theme song? Probably not. Unless I pull it up right now. If you guys want to. No, if you guys just want to feel Phil. Like, which, which theme I'm gonna, song? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it up. I'm going to pull it up. Um, in, in Southern Life, do you, guys, do you have this griper? You grew up in South Carolina, right? Uh-huh. I grew up in North Carolina. I oftentimes say feel when I'm trying to say Phil. Did you ever do that? <laughs> no, I don't think so, man. That's Carol. That's just, Carolina. That's Carolina as fuck, though, for sure. Yeah, man. I also think I just might have a particular uh, speech impediment that's just all mine. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, I'm clearly feeling time right now as I'm trying to pull up. Um, I think song. I got it right. I got it right here. If you want me to play it, the do the it. police song or the uh-huh. police tune. Okay, go for it. I think. Wait a second. I also am very close to having it. Oh, as soon as I get past it. <laughs> it's our sponsor. It All, right. Out. All right. Well, we get played out by the police. Um, I think we should probably wrap it up during the intro. Um, hey, guys. Uh, we, wait, we managed wait. to get through this. There we, we go. There it is. We did it. All right, so this let's has let, been let's six... let it roll though. Let it roll. Sorry. Yes, go ahead, Andrew. Close it out. This let's is, let the team yeah, roll. yeah. This has been six feet of separation. Joel Griper. Doesn't handy. Yeah, you're right. Right on. Um, we'll have many more of these to come. Yep, many more to come. Uh, hopefully not for too long, but you know we'll keep it going for now while the crisis continues. This is six feet of separation. Signing off.